Well, hello there, listeners. I'm Lazarus Black, here with another update on what's been going on with this podcast thing. See, the Rogue Valley roleplayers are now an affiliate of BattleBards, an online resource of sound effects, tension tracks, and all sorts of audio goodies to use in your own games and shows. Just head on over to BattleBards.com and check them out. And if you like what you see, be sure to sign up for a Prime membership. And don't forget to use our promo code, RVRPODCAST, when you do. Be seeing y'all. Hello and welcome everyone to the Rogue Valley Role Players. My name is Ben. I'm here with Austin, Ed, Rosemary, and Nick. And uh, we are ready to play another thrilling episode of Deadlands Reloaded. Uh, once again, my name is Ben. I am the Marshal. I'm running the show. I'm also producing the show, but that's another story entirely. Uh, doing the shindig, all those things. And, uh, this is Wynom Beardslay. It's a pleasure to meet your acquaintance, and I, I hope we can do lots of uh, excellent work together. And Wynon, pray tell, who are you played by? Oh, uh, yeah, this is Austin. Or is that just one of his personas? That's one of his many. Austin has actually really been whining this and, entire time. And Austin is uh, one of my favorite disguises to put on, because he blends well into any sort of crowd. I'm Ed. I'm playing Daisy Gilmore, the weird scientist. But people call her Railin' Daisy because she's been working on the railroad all the live long day. My name is Rosemary. I play Deputy. I'm going to that up for a while. Yeah, I'm not a deputy no I'm more. I'm not a deputy anymore. I quit. Uh, I am Rachel Jane Kennedy. I'm Nick S. I'm playing Haru Matsuhara, the harrowed samurai. And uh, once again, we are here to play Valley of Famine. So we're going to pick up uh, from last time. We're actually going to pick up a different scene. Daisy, I do believe you were hanging out in the dining car. You catch some Z's there, and you uh, you woke up because you're, this is more your environment where you catch some Z's. Why you're a heavy sleeper? You're used to sleeping on trains when you have to. Um, so you heard these propellers in the dawn, and uh, you woke up trying to. Uh, investigate what's going on. There's a couple of other people in the dining car. There's a, a different bartender is, is 
tending the bar at this point from your earlier conversation. Um, most other people are non moth. I think there's one of those those obligatory like unending poker games going on in one corner of the uh, the car. There's probably like three three people that are playing, and they're just real casual. You know, they're taking a little while between turns, low chat. Um, and as as you're looking around, kind of trying to get your bearings, uh, someone comes walking into the car. Uh, looks like one of those soldiers you saw in your passenger car. One of the. Uh, did I even hear what they were? What soldiers they were, even. I don't know if you. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. We'll say, you know, they're from the Ottoman Empire. I know someone figured it out. I'm not sure. Yeah. I I don't know if that information was shared. But we'll we'll say. I think it. No, it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. At the bar. That's right. So if you were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, one one of the Ottoman Empire soldiers comes walking in. You're almost to the door to the next car when you all hear. Uh, kind of this sound uh, I, I can't describe it without just saying what it is, but the sound of cables uh, being launched and impacting into the, the train. There's a lurch as basically the, uh, the Denver Pacific train takes on additional weight and there's, everything's shaking around and a few seconds later uh, people come crashing in through the windows with guns and swords drawn. Those of you in the passenger car hear the buzzsaw <laughs> like a chunk of the, the roof is cut open and this guy with the, the uh, cybernetic arm uh, drops in bus off on it and he's just like ladies and gentlemen it is my pleasure to inform you that you are currently being robbed I ask that you all remain calm and we shall endeavor to make this a painless entertaining and non-lethal encounter for which you can tell stories to your children thereafter. And uh, in, in your car, you, you hear a similar spiel, although no, not from anyone nearly as impressive. Um, Rachel and Haru, uh, you, were, you were alerted. You, you see these guys in here, but his eyes, he's, he's giving the spiel. He's telling everyone, congratulations, you're about to be robbed. It's going to be exciting. Uh, but his eyes are focused on the soldiers on the far end. Of the the car, who who did not notice that there were weird propellers, things, and have been completely taken off guard. They're lurching back and forth. They're struggling to bring their their guns to bear. Uh, so there are three pirates in the dining car that are like, ladies and gentlemen, please remain calm. We are not here to hurt you, merely to indulge in some minor larceny. And uh, yeah. I ran out of lines for that. Let me try it again. Um, we are here to indulge in some minor larceny. And uh, perhaps... Fuck. I don't know what I'm saying. You're here to indulge in some minor larceny. And anyone who cooperates will survive the day. Anyone who does not. Blah, 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 blah. Mm, they're not really throwing any, any major threats. There's a lot of implied threats. Larceny and mayhem? I really like the idea that this is the guy in character talking with okay. the soldier <laughs> working on his life. Uh, sorry, folks. I'm new at this. This is my first time doing the spiel. Uh, we are here to indulge in some larceny and mayhem. Oh, hey. Uh, yes, you. 
you there. Uh, you will show us to the rest of your fellows. I will do no such thing. Ah, someone's always gotta, gotta resist. Come on, we got you outgunned. He's not enough. <laughs> and then we're gonna go to cards. You know, luckily they took enough time talking that I had time to grab my gun. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, this guy is far more professional sounding than the guy in the dining car. The guy with the buzzsaw arm. It's like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, here's how this is going to work. One of my associates is going to walk down the aisle with a large sack. You will please take one item of value and drop it in the sack. Do so, and we will have no problems. Please, ladies and gentlemen, no sudden movements. Let's make this as uh, easy as possible, as simple. And uh, we'll be out of your hair and let you get on along your way as soon as possible. You there in the back, you two, uh, with the muskets. Would you please drop those? Kindly, yes. Yes, you. No, drop them. Drop them. Ah, shit. The Ottoman soldiers are not dropping their muskets, so here we go. Looks like trouble, Haru. Of course there's trouble. Everywhere we go, it's trouble. All right, here we go. Haru, you got the nine of hearts. Rachel, you got the seven of spades. Daisy, you got the six of diamonds. Um, Wynon, you got the ten of hearts. Joseph Budsaw, colon, got the queen of hearts. His lackeys, the pirates, oh dear, got the two of clubs. And the Ottoman soldiers got the seven of hearts. So we're going to start with Budsaw Joe. I was not prepared for him to go first. He's actually going to go on hold. One of his associates is closer to the soldier's so he uh, is kind of—he's keeping an eye on the whole car, trying to make sure that it doesn't completely burst into total chaos. Um, why not? You're up first. So there's three guys. They've got Gatling pistols and uh, cutlasses out, and they start bringing their their guns to bear on you. Is there a place where I can take cover? Yeah, you, you can try and take cover behind like one of the dining car tables or something. You might have to make a strength check to like move it into position because they're they're bolted to the, the floor of the car. Is there one near Daisy where I can give us both cover? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so uh, this guy is going to basically run up, rush up to Daisy and make eye contact with you. And he'll shove the table up and, get, and basically bump it over. Go ahead and give me a strength roll to, to do that. It's not the finest of engineering, but it's, it's still bolted to the floor. So I think it's entirely feasible for a person to rip it up out of the ground, but it'll take a, take a roll, basically. Ugh. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, spend those things. Absolutely worth it. Uh, five. Five? All right, you do it. Yeah, you rip it. There's a small hole in the floor now where you can see the, the ground rushing underneath. I think at this point, the... The conductor has hit the brakes on the train because he's, he's felt this lurch and this extra weight. And he's like, oh, God, what's going on? There's a derailment. Um, so he doesn't know that there's actually an airship attached to your your train. But he's hit the brakes and slowing down. Uh, so he says to Daisy, uh, you, I am conscripting you. Uh, that gun, use it to kill them, and you will be rewarded by the Ottoman Empire. I'm just going to shoot them so they don't take my stuff. And uh, I'm going to roll a tactics battle real quick because I just gave her a command. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. You have been commanded, Daisy. Oh my god, that's the worst <laughs> roll in the world. It's not the worst in the world. I'm... Oh, actually, no, that's a simple success. I got a two. So uh, you have a plus one to your rude science roll for the next turn. Oh, very good. Haru, your turn. Uh, so as one of the uh, pirates moving past us in the... Uh, 
like the aisle of the seats. Yeah, I, the way I've kind of envisioned it, and you can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, you're uh, on one of the benches closest to the, the far door from the, the soldiers, because you kind of you wanted to keep an eye on them, keep an eye on what was going on. So you're actually probably standing pretty close to, to Joseph Buzzsaw Cullen, which okay. I don't actually know that that's his name right now. Is he between us and the soldiers? I think so. He's, he's kind of standing with his back to you. He, he's trying to keep an eye on too many people. So I, I'm just kind of imagining one of the lesser pirates kind of being close to... Like, be... Yeah, there's one that's backing him up for sure, but he's... Okay. Um, does he have, like, a bag out for all the loot and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, he's got it held in one hand. He's got his Gatling pistol held in the other. Okay. I'm going to do a fighting roll to cut... To use my walkie since it's such close quarters. Now you're by the window, right? Yeah. So you're cutting across Rachel. I'm gonna, it, like, right in front of her. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna try to just hit him right in the arm to cut that arm that's got the Gatling pistol just right off. Okay. Got a four. Don't think that's gonna hit. Although he doesn't know that you're about to, uh... I'll say he's distracted, which I think gives... Whichever one gives you a plus two. I forget if that's distracted or vulnerable, but that's the one that you're getting. Which would put you at, what, a six? That does not hit. Benny ain't hit. Eight, so ten. Ten will hit. It will not raise. Okay. Will hit. Uh, seven points of damage to his forearm. Ooh, that will shake him. So you don't cut his arm off. Although, actually, I guess I should have asked if you wanted the bonus for a couple shot. You do. That would have been a negative two, which would have brought your ten down to an eight, which would still have been a hit, so you can do plus two damage. So, nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. That's not his toughness. Nine. It's still going to shake him, so it doesn't, like, cut his... his it doesn't his, cut his arm. It doesn't cut his arm off, but it, it definitely uh, cuts a... a, a good gash on there, and I think he does drop his his pistol. He's, ah, fuck! And, uh, at this point... Uh, for the last of my action, I toss my walkie to my other hand. Okay. Rachel, you and I need to do an agility roll-off, because uh, Joseph wants to try and act now that uh, he's seen one of his guys get hurt. Yeah, I got a four. Eleven. Alright, so you can go first, and then he will take his turn. I actually kind of envision Rachel shooting the guy that her just attacked okay. in the foot. Okay. Like, he leans over, shink on the arm, and Rachel just pulls her gun right on his foot. Are, are you looking to incapacitate him, or to uh, kill? Kind of to uh, incapacitate. Incapacitate, okay. Um, I think that's the same deal, negative two to your attack, plus two to your damage. Plus two is twelve. Uh, that will hit with a raise. My foot. Oh shit, that's sixteen right there. Oof. Okay. Twenty. Yeah, he's, he probably doesn't have a big toe no more. <laughs> yeah, it's like her reaches over on the arm, and then Rachel just like casually draws right on his foot as he steps by them. Yeah, he, he howls in pain, drops to the ground. He's trying to trying to hold his arm, curl up the fetal position to, to comfort his foot. He's 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 down. He's out of the fight. Ah! 
Now it's Buzzsaw Joe's turn. Uh, what's he gonna do? He turns to face you, you the two of you, kind of squares, but he also, like, with his, his, his hand, his actual hand, reaches into his belt, pulls out what looks like a, a large uh, boar gun. Oh, shit. A huge caliber. Hand cannon. Yeah, basically. But then he aims it out the window of the train car and fires, and you hear this thunk, and a plume of, of colored smoke goes flying out, up and out through the window, and then he's going to take a defensive action. Okay. Don't know what that's about. Oh, you'll right. find out. You'll find out. Oh, goody. Great reinforcements. Um, and then uh, the pirates are going to go. One of the two guys uh, in your car, one of the two remaining guys, is going to turn his Gatling pistol on the two of you, and he's going to fire. He's also shouting out, if you don't want to die, get your asses down on the ground. <laughs> we just going to get her ass down on the ground. Heart is going to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's firing a Gatling pistol, spins up, fires a buttload of bullets. Uh, two hits. Oh, wait, no. Uh, the train hasn't come to a stop. It's unsteady. Uh, it's an unsteady platform, so uh, he fires wildly. Uh, if, it, if it weren't for the movement of the car, his shots would probably be on point, but they, they go wild and kind of patter around you. He doesn't hit anyone else, does he? Uh, no, you're at the rear of the car, so there's, like, there's, there's no one behind you to take the bullets. And his shots aren't quite that wild. Um, the other guy is going to turn and he's going to shoot at the Ottoman guards. And he is going to hit them. To one guy, doesn't do a whole lot of damage. Six damage. He's enough to shake. He shakes one of the guards. Bullet kind of wings, grazes his size. Ugh! Curses in Arabic or uh, Turkish. Uh, and the other guy gets shaken as well. They're both kind of like ducking back into the umbilical between the, the two cars and trying to get cover. Over in your car, uh, the three guys are going to actually open fire on you. You've got cover. Say it's medium cover, which will give them a negative two. So they're going to be a net negative four because of the unsteady platform. So first one is going to fire. I think he's, he's aiming directly for you with, with all of his shots. Does not hit. Ooh, he critically fails uh, with one. So his, his gun jams partway through. And he's firing. Shit. Um, next guy is going to fire at you, Daisy. Guilty by association. Nothing. Uh, he totally misses, but he does not critically miss. So that table is soaking up a lot of bullets. It's pretty sturdy uh, for a dining car table. Uh, the last guy swings his gun on everyone else. He's like, nobody else caused any trouble. This was supposed to be fun and easy. Stop making it difficult. And Daisy, it's finally your turn. All right. Oh, and that was the card for the Ottoman soldiers. I screwed up. Oh, well. Yeah, I thought I went before these guys, but that's all right. It does not matter. The one who was waving around at the other folks, that's the one I'm going to shoot at. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he seems, yeah, he's a threat to, to the little people. So we got unstable platform going on? Yeah, negative right. two. 
Well, I got a nine on the roll. All so right. That'd be a eight total. Well, I got a plus one for being a professional. Got your plus one. Oh, so that negates the that negative negates two the entirely. Two, so. so that's a raise. All right. So this guy's probably toast. It's 46. Yeah. I got 17 without rerolling the six. Oh, he's dead. You're a real gun, you know. chunk And uh, it splatters across the dining car. And he drops lifeless into the floor. And now... The Ottoman soldiers will go. They need to unshake. Yeah, Daisy hasn't learned the thou shalt not kill part of her, you know, trying to uh, atone for being using the Lumerians bad stuff. I'm 100% a-okay with that. Um... So one of the soldiers is going to shoot at the guy that shot at them. The other is going to, I think, take a shot at um, Captain Joe. Uh, not Captain Joe, but Joseph Buzzsaw Cullen. Uh, so first guy. Oh, they got unshake. Spirit. I didn't. D six. D six. First guy does not unshake. The other guy does unshake, and will now take that shot at. Uh, Joseph. And he hits. No, wait, he does not, because of the unsteady platform. So, he fires, hears this loud and, uh, there's now a musket ball-sized hole in the ceiling, right next to the buzz saw-sized hole. How are you got ten of diamonds? Rachel, you got the ace of spades! Oh, I thought that was a joker. Nice. Not quite. Dang it. Daisy, you got the nine of diamonds. Why not? You got the jack of clubs, and then your three cards that you get are the ten of clubs, three of clubs, and the eight of diamonds. So ten of clubs goes to Daisy. All right, so Daisy, you're going on a ten of clubs now. All right. Joseph gets the jack of diamonds. His pirates get the five of spades. The soldiers get the king of hearts. So Rachel, you are up first. I would like to try to shoot the Gatling pistol out of the one that shot at us. Okay. I want to shoot him in the hand. Uh, in You want to shoot him in the hand or you want to disarm him? I'm trying to shoot off his hand. Brutal. Okay, so. Owie. You're dealing with thieves in the old-fashioned way. Yep. Uh, that's an 11. Okay, that's a raise. I want him betting that damage. Sucks. Oh, that's so much better. 19. Alright. Uh, he's definitely out of commission. 45 caliber gun. I don't think he has much of a hand left. Uh, so he, he goes down the ground holding his dump, screaming. Does he drop the Gatling pistol? He doesn't have a hand to hold the Gatling pistol. <laughs> He's not going to shoot any passenger in this that's, car, is what dark. I'm hearing. Are you taking another shot? Uh, yeah. I'll pull Retribution and shoot it at... Or, um... Repentance. The other mook hasn't drawn a Gatling. No, he's shot at the, the soldiers. Oh, I'm going to shoot at his hand then. Okay. Ten? Ten? Yep. Total? Yeah. That's going to be a raise. Okay, yeah. He is now one-handed as well. Uh, so now it is just 
Joseph Buzzlaw Cullen in this car. The, uh, the Ottoman soldiers drop their muskets and draw these weird-looking sabers. Uh, they're not quite like anything you've ever seen. They're not cavalry sabers. And they're, uh, they're going to move forward and try and attack Joseph. There we go. Let's see if they can hit. Unlikely. They do not. Uh, they go swing at uh, Joseph, and not only was he, he... He was on the defensive, so he kind of turns and swings widely with his, his buzzsaw arm and forces them to kind of like, whoa, stagger back and, and stay kind of at, at the edge of his reach. They're not quite sure how to fight someone with a fucking buzzsaw for a hand. And now it is Joseph's turn. He is actually going to press the attack against the Ottoman soldiers. Haru, you haven't gotten up yet, so he would like to engage you, but you're not quite available to fight. So he's going to cut one of these Ottoman soldiers down. With a six is enough to hit. His damage is <laughs> horrendous. Unless I roll shit. Uh, but that is 10, 12 damage, which is enough to cut one of the soldiers down. Just spray of blood. <laughs> Some of the passengers are screaming. Ah! Now it is Wynon's turn. So, uh, how's the cover looking on that table I, I knocked over earlier? Um, I think it'll probably hold for another round, but after that it'll probably be too perforated and damaged. Okay, um, is there somebody I can get up close to? Yeah, definitely. Alright, he'll, uh, basically vault over the table. Okay and rush somebody with, like, almost a kung fu style. Uh, and he's just going to try to basically just punch this guy in the face, sweep him off his feet, take him out. All right. All right, uh, that is 12 to hit. Yeah, that hits with a raise. So that is 13 damage. Oof. Uh, I think he's toast. Okay, so uh, basically, why not puts a leg underneath this guy's ankle, sweeps him off his feet, and in midair grabs his head and just slams him against the table. All right, yeah, you're sticking crack as his neck bends in a wrong direction. The table bends, his neck bends, the guy's down. Haru, it is now your turn. I'm a little worried about that buzz axe, especially if it buzzes off, it comes at my head. Uh, so I'm going to cast deflection on myself before doing anything else. Oh, boy. 15, so yeah, I got minus 4 to enemy attack rolls. Alright. Um, and then I will stand. Uh, would you say that the car has enough room to use a katana effectively? Yeah. Okay. Like, every, all the passengers have taken the one guy's words to heart, especially now that bullets are flying, and they've all like got down to the ground there, and they're smelling their socks. Okay, so I'll draw my katana as well. And the rest of my turn will be spent walking out to the middle of the aisle and f- facing down. Yeah, you hear the click-clack, click-clack of the, of the tracks, screech of the, the brakes as they're engaged. You step out. There's probably there's, there's breeze coming in through the shattered windows. You can smell the, the cordite of the, the, uh, the gun, the, the shots that have been fired. Uh, you probably hear, you hear the, the faint scream of burning ghost rock coming from this guy's arm. Uh, in addition to the, the, the scree of the, the whirling buzzsaw as he turns to face you and it, like the breeze catches your, your duster and bills it out. It's very cinematic. I just take, for the, the uh, 
the visual component, the, the small visual component of my deflection powers is just, I'm standing up, I'm taking a deep breath, and I hold my swords in a defensive posture in front of him. You have a new foe to face, not some simple soldiers from a far-off land. You look like you're from pretty far off as well. This ain't your fight. I advise you sit down. No need to get involved. You have already involved me. Uh, Daisy, it is your turn. Alright, so there's one more guy left in this car that hasn't been destroyed. Yeah, there's one other guy who's kind of, he's standing there, he's like looking like he's totally out of his element. One of his buddies has just been perforated by a molten railroad spike. The other guy has had his face slammed into a table, his neck broken, and now he's by himself. He's just like, oh shit. Yeah, I, I I get up, I stand up, point the gun at him, and be like, drop your gun and get get your friends out of here before they bleed out. Surrender, fool. Uh, is that your turn? Yeah. Uh, we'll start with him. It is his turn. He uh, he definitely like his buddies are dead. He backs to one of the windows. He came crashing in, and uh, unless you want to try and stop him, he's gonna like tug on a cable and get pulled back out. Nope, alright. He goes and he disappears out the window. Excellent work. I have more work for you if you will follow me. I got friends in that next car where all that noise is coming from. Let's go. Good. At this point, um, before we deal the next round of initiative, you hear the same propeller sound but louder and, and closer, and actually the, the car gets lit up by some sort of spotlight. Haru, you got the six of clubs. Rachel got the jack of spades. Daisy got the two of uh, spades. Wynon, you got the seven of clubs. Was that an order you gave her last time? Did you get your three cards? Okay. Yeah. So I get mine, and then you deal with the other three. Yeah, you got... Queen of Clubs, Ten of Spades, and Ace of Clubs. So Ace of Clubs go to Daisy. Uh, Buzzsaw gets an Ace of Hearts. Uh, his allies get the King of Diamonds. The remaining soldier gets the Jack of Hearts. So, Joseph Buzzsaw sees you coming up, uh, and he drops down onto one knee and hunkers down under the seats. Don't say I didn't try to warn you. <laughs> Daisy. You're up. You're gonna try you're just you are you gonna try and move to the next car? Yeah. Okay. Uh give me an athletics roll. Athletics. I'm gonna give you a negative two on this, because the the it's it's narrow. It's not easy to just like run uh, at at breakneck speed. And it's shaking all over the place, so it's hard to keep your balance. Uh, failure means you get to the car. Uh, you just can't act. Yeah. Mm. And a D6. All right, no, I, I failed. I'll just get to the okay. car. That's fine. I'm yeah, you get to the car. You pull it open. You see Hari. You see this this guy with the buzzsaw arm attachment who's knelt down in front of Haru. You see a bunch of... You see one guy on the floor right in front of you holding his hand, holding his... or holding his forearm, trying to hold his foot at the same time, going, Oh, God! No, it hurts! Uh, and you see two other guys going, My hand! And, um... Yeah, it's the other guy's turns. 
Um, so, this car has been lit up by floodlights, or spotlights, or something. And, uh, I think the two of you can't see, because the light's kind of, like, being shined directly into your eyes. Daisy, I think from your angle, you're, you've just walked in, you're looking from side to side, you can kind of see these, these weird contraptions flanking the sides of the car. And, essentially, they're biplanes. Okay. Uh, and they look like they're shining spotlights in on the car, and then you see larger Gatling guns swivel out. And Is the train stopped at this point? No, the train is slowing, uh, but it's not at a full stop. But they're like coming at it and flying. They're they're flying parallel okay, with it. No. They adjust their speed so they can keep pace with it. Um, and they open a open fire and they strafe the whole car. Uh, we're gonna do suppressive fire, which I have to look up the rules for. Here we go. Going for you, you got a raise on yours, right? So you're at a negative four to be hit. Yeah. So they got a four on the die. They miss for you. This right. is the first plane that's firing. Like whizzing through my hair past my face, but not quite actually hitting. Yeah. Me. Just like. Are is the people flying the plane stormtroopers by any chance? No, they're airship pirates. Oh. That's gonna be that might be why they missed. I mean, it would have been a hit if he didn't have a spell going. So. Uh, Rachel, against you, you have no such benefits. No, I don't. And they raise. So, not only are you distracted, you're, you're like, having to hit the deck, but you actually catch a bolt. Uh, and... 12 damage. AP4. 2. AP2. 12? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she takes a bolt. Alright, and the Ottoman soldier that was still standing there going, What the fuck? This is beyond my purview. He gets hit. Uh, oh, that's not a raise, though. He's just distracted. So he's he hits the deck as bullets start. Um, well, he's, he's distracted. He doesn't quite hit the deck because the other plane lights you up as well. So, coming back to you, Haru. Uh, you know, I'm going to spend a Benny. Okay. I want to make you suffer. Suffer! I got the same fucking roll. Um... I'll spend another Benny. Nope. Okay. So, again, the cinematic pose. You're just standing there. The bullets are just barely grazing. Rachel. Just suffer that one wound distracted. So, yeah, you, like, hit the deck uh, as these bullets come flying through. You're distracted. You have that. Did you soak that wound? No, I took it. You took it. Okay. I think it makes sense for her to take a bullet and suppress the fire. Okay. So I'm not going to try to soak All right. I'll give you a Benny in a second here for that. The the Ottoman soldier is distracted. He's trying to hit the deck, but he's a little slow, and he gets hit again. No wait, that's just another distractor roll. That's not a hit, not a raise. So he hits the deck. Ugh, fuck! This is above my pay grade. And it is your turn. So I'm on the floor now of the train car. Yeah. Can I see Bessaw? I don't think so. Oh. Or at least. You don't have a clear shot for certain. He, yeah. Like, can I like crawl along? Like try. Give me an athletics roll. Oh, okay. Because you're you're basically crawling under benches and past other people. They're like, oh no. I'm yeah. I'm trying to avoid the suppressive fire, which I right. think is still I, happening. So I don't want to stand up. Yeah, it's something I, I think you can take note. These guys are opening with the suppressive fire. They're not. But so you you definitely both notice like. 
these guys, they open fire, they're doing their suppressive fire, and they're lighting up the car, but they're keeping their fire level. They're not, like, spraying it up and down through there, so... They clearly have a plan. You, you get the sense, based on these guys' demeanor the whole time, they're not there to murder people. Unless they have to. I don't, maybe that's reading Rachel's, too much in it, but basically... I mean, uh, she's uh, just doing that... That cinematic crawl where it's like you're suppressing fire, you're in, under attack, you're trying to crawl to get away from the fire. She's probably going to yell out something like, you know, hold your fire, there's kids, there's women and children in here, god damn it. And she's just going to kind of crawl to see if she can find a space that isn't being bullets. Okay, yeah. Uh, you probably crawl uh, a couple of benches over. And, I mean, yeah, while you're down there, you're not being... You're, you're probably getting, like, bits of glass shattering down falling you, but nothing severe. The Ottoman Empire soldier is also... He hits the deck, and he crawls behind uh, a bench, probably shoves someone out of the way. Like, uh, actually, I don't know if you can see it, but he, like, grabs them and, like, push, pushes them down further so that they're, they're Yeah, and if protected. I am encountering any civilians, I am definitely, like, grabbing them and getting them as low as possible. Okay, yeah. Uh, why not? It's your turn. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to rush up after Daisy. Okay, give me an athletics roll. Uh, just a simple. Okay, uh, was that with ne- negative two? Uh, no. Okay, so that would be a failure. So you get there, you just can't hit. Unless you want to spend a penny. No. Alright, yeah, you, you, you come running, you probably stop short, uh, because for one, Daisy's standing right there in the doorway, and for another, there's just a storm of bullets ripping through here. Yeah, I think he's probably gonna like do a dive when he realizes there's bullets coming. Like, dive under him. Haru. I'm gonna go for the head. Like, not actually literally go for the head. Like, attack his head. Okay. But I mean, like, You're gonna attack him? Attack the leader. Yeah. Alright, go ahead. Stepping through these bullets. Nine. That does not hit. Nope. You, go, you swing down at him, you're ignoring these bullets. Uh, Joseph gives you kind of a, a very respectful like whoa this dude's clearly a badass too and then he raises his uh his piston arm up and takes the the blow on it and there's just sparks and it doesn't seem to affect him too much okay i'll try a, st- a secondary attack with my wakasashi all right and no five okay yeah you go to swing with your other one and he kind of uh you know he brings his arm up and then sweeps it down to, to keep your blows out of the way he's pretty fast with that arm. And then uh, as the round ends, those biplanes that are flanking the, the train, they finish their strafing maneuver, and then you kind of they, uh, they pull off and away, oh. and the gunfire stops. You're gonna be back. Haru, you got an eight of hearts. Rachel, six of hearts. Daisy, the eight of spades. Wine on. Got the two of diamonds. Do you have anything that modifies that? Nope. Highest card there is the king of spades for your special ability. Are more of us, in, are all of us in his realm now? Oh, his it's sphere a, of influence? 20 yards. 20 yards? Okay. Uh, but I don't think he's commanded e- either of you yet. No. So it probably would go to Daisy. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So Daisy gets the king of spades, actually. Buzzsaw gets the six of spades. So, the surviving Ottoman Empire guard, actually, I'll just say the guard, just because I think people are going to be responding now, gets the Joker. Nice. <laughs> that, that one soldier is trying to 
Uh, keep the civilian he's lashed onto safe. Kept him pressed down the ground. I think he's dropped his sword. He's dropped his musket, so he's out of weapon options. But that uh, that rear door uh, that the soldiers were guarding comes sliding open. And uh, Haru, Haru, Daisy, and Wynon, go ahead and give me notice rolls. Two of you are going to be at negative two because there's um, a couple of people in between, so it's hard to see. Eleven. Thirteen. I failed. You failed. Okay. So, uh, the two of you, you see past as the door opens, and you see that the other car that these guys were guarding uh, looks very opulently appointed. Um, a lot of rich colors. Definitely, from from the brief glance you get, definitely set in like a uh, eastern style of, of furniture and everything else. There's maybe a little thin haze of smoke in the, the air that wafts out as the door opens. Uh, but it slams quickly shut, and the guy that steps through is dressed in similar attire to the soldiers you've seen. But he's clearly an officer of some sort. He's got like the braids... Uh, and he's, he's, he's got a fan, he's got sashes, he's got a fancier uniform. And uh, in one hand, he's got a Colt Dragoon. Uh, it's definitely an American gun. Uh, it looks fairly ornate, uh, but also very used. And the other, he's got uh, one of those weird-looking um, sabers. But I, I think the most a uh, significant feature that you notice of this guy as he steps through is the fact that he's wearing an eye patch. And he's, he steps through and he shouts something in Turkish that I don't think any of you understand. Yeah, this may be a wasted joke here, but I think that's all I'm going to do with this card for their turn, is uh, intro this guy. Um, which makes it Daisy's turn. Alright, I look at you, Black. I want to get up there so I can shoot at these planes. As you will! So I'm gonna start trying to get okay. up on top of the. Um, I think you can easily do that. There's there's a ladder that you can okay. do, like in the umbilical between the, the two cars that you can clamber up to. Well, yeah, probably um, first first thing get up there and then try to find some cover and then. Okay, you're definitely not gonna find any cover yeah, up there. Didn't think so. Um, the train is slowing down almost to a, a complete stop, so I think we're not gonna worry about. Uh, the unsteady platform penalty anymore. Okay. But I also think it's going to be kind of the extent of your turn. Is you're, you're climbing up. There's this big hole that's been cut into the roof of the uh, the train that you kind of have to avoid. But on the other side, other on the other hand, it also gives you a clear look inside the car if you want to do something on your next turn there. Okay. But you're you're now standing on top of the car, for sure. All right. Do I see the planes and all that? Or they, yeah, you know? I think they're a little out of range, but it looks like maybe okay. they're they're looping around to come back and uh, giant dirigible above me. Or yes, ooh, ah, yeah, I get to describe that. <laughs> so you see, hovering in the air above you, it looks like uh, an ironclad frigate, uh, but with these these wings that sweep out to the side and and huge props spinning and keeping it in the air. It's, it doesn't have like an airbag or, or a blimp or anything, but it's got a bunch of other propellers along the top of the deck that are uh, like helicopter blades that are keeping it hung up in the air. And uh, I think in the splash of the moonlight, you can see just barely inscribed along the prow of the ship, the Tempest. Tempest. And uh, yeah, that's what you get on the airship. So, 
Haru. I'm going to try to attack him again. All right. I'll try to Benny that. Ooh. 21. Oh, that's going to hit with a raise. It's Benny well spent. <laughs> Which I did shit for damage. Uh, five, six points of damage. Ooh. So you managed to get through him, through his guard, just barely, uh, and you kind of, you, you, you take a little off the top of his ear, his left ear, he ah, claps a hand to it, his blood wells down. Okay, I'm going to try an offhand attack. Oh, 11, that's not it. Nope. And it is his turn. Uh, so he stands up, the planes have, have moved off, um, he's got one hand to his, uh, his ear, you see blood oozing between his fingers and, and welling down. He does not look mad. <laughs> he's just like, ah, first blood to you. Let's see if I can do you one better. Uh, yeah, he's gonna swing at you. Um, I think he's gonna do a wild attack. So that's going to make him vulnerable, which will give you a plus two on your next attack. Uh, but it gives him a plus two on attack and damage. So that is a nine to hit you. No, excuse me, that's a ten. Miss. Miss? Unacceptable. It's not Come on, cool NPC, do something cool. Oh yeah, that's a twelve. Still a miss. I have a fourteen. Minus oh, four. Oh, because you got the, your deflection bullshit. All right, well... Uh, that's not my fault then. So he swings at you. It looks it looks like it should strike true, but then at the last second it like yeah it gets knocked aside and it kind of it gives oh and then he is gonna risk an attack of opportunity here. He's actually gonna move over back towards the the hole he cut for himself in the roof. So, uh, I get an attack on? Yep, you get plus two. Uh, twelve. That will hit. Sweet. Come on, high damage. No, that's seven. Nope. Okay, yeah, that doesn't even shake him. And Rachel, it's your turn. I think she's going to try to get civilians out of this chain car. Okay. As fast as possible. Roll me intimidation or persuasion, whichever you want. Intimidation? Okay. That's a little better. This woman with a scar on her face is like, get out of the car! Yeah. It's a two, though. Oh, yeah. People are too scared to move. She's gonna save the civilians. They're in trouble. Oh, they were just, like, super determined to get shot. (laughs) They're... They're panicked. They're, you know, there's not supposed to be Gatling gun airship battles on the, the Denver Pacific run to Salt Lake City, so they're they're pretty freaked out. The planes are on are making their approach. The biplanes. Uh, I think one thing I forgot to say. Um, Joseph he moves over to that hole and he, he draws yet another large bore hand cannon uh, flare gun from his belt, points up, fires a different colored. Uh, smoke up in the air. Let's let's the gun drop. Uh, the flare gun drop, and then there will be other times, other chances. I'm sure we'll meet again. 
Um, but Daisy, you see these biplanes. They're they're coming closer. And then Wynon, it's your turn. Uh, can Wynon see the uh, officer up ahead with the eye patch? Yeah. Uh, he's going to kind of duck to the side. So okay. The guy doesn't see him. Uh-huh. And, but he's going to pull out his Gatling pistol that he's been secreting away in his, his officer's uniform. Okay. And he'll hold an action for the next time the biplane goes by and try to shoot the uh, pilot. Okay. Cool. All right. Haru, you got a king of hearts. Rachel, you got a jack of clubs. Uh, Daisy, you got a six of clubs. Wynon, you got a queen of clubs. Your highest card was a king of clubs. Joseph got a five of hearts. uh, The airplane pilots got an ace of hearts. And another joker for the Ottoman soldiers. Nice. Um, So for me, I don't think anybody's in my command range, really, or anybody that I have commanded. Because Daisy went up and all that. Okay. So, um, for me, they, they just get discarded, and I take the low, whatever one I got at first. Okay. All right. So the officer's turn. He uh, shouts something again in Turkish and comes running up uh, towards uh, Joseph. And I think he he shoulders up so he's standing side by side with you. He kind of gives you a, a very quick discerning look with his one good eye. And then he's going to try and uh, strike at uh, Joseph with his fighting die, which is not nearly as impressive as yours or Joseph's. And he misses. With the plus two still? Oh, nine. And Joseph is still technically vulnerable because he wild attacked. That would hit, actually. Thank you. Cool guy gets to be cool. But he does bubkas for damage. So, yeah, he he swings, but he he hits uh, Joseph's mechanical arm and it's just ting! Yeah, that's all he's doing. He's not going to fire off his dragoon in close combat. The uh, biplanes draw closer. One of them kind of falls back, and like, so they're flying in like a staggered formation. The other is flying directly on top, or above, not on top but directly above the train and you see like a, a rope or, or like a, a rope ladder uh, drop down and it's trailing behind it. Um, and that is their turn, which makes it Haru's turn. So the captain's trying to, or this guy's trying to flee now. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to cut the dangling rope. That is up above the train. Oh, it's, it's above the train? Yeah. Uh, then I will attempt to attempt to attack him. Hopefully I can hit him. Okay. Ooh. Oh, shit. Uh, 12 or a 16 was, is the better. Okay. So 16. That will raise. Come on, come on, come on. Uh... 10, 11 points of damage. Ooh, that will shake him. Your blade gets past his guard, and I think it it leaves a gash on his cheek. And he's just like, ah! Yeah, offhand attack. Which won't hit. Uh, why not? So, uh, do I have visibility to any of the biplanes at this point? Uh, y- yeah, I think so. It's gonna be a hard shot. I call it negative four. Um, 
because of distance and elevation and stuff like that, but you can try and take a shot. Oh, one of them up. So that would be seven minus six. Probably not worth spending anything, so. Yeah. You fire a couple shots, but they go kind of wild. Uh, Rachel. I think it might be a little hard to get people out because now uh, their combat with uh, Buzzsaw right. colon is, is kind of blocking the way out. Um, do I see the soldier firing out the window? Yeah, I think so. So she's going to kind of glance out the window and see these planes on their way mm-hmm. and just yell for people to get down. Okay. Because she... I'm thinking they're going to come in and... Yeah, everyone uh, not involved in the combat proceeds to try and meld with the floor as yeah, best they can. Yeah, and I want to drop down, too. Okay, yeah. You drop down. Um, Daisy. What range are these planes at? Uh, medium, I'd say. What does that mean? Negative four. No, I mean, an actual yardage. Don't make me do this. <laughs> well, because I have what my range is, and then I can double or triple the range. They're spending more power points. If you double it, they can be at short range. Okay, so I'll do that. I'll double the range. Uh, I'm actually going to shoot a blast. Okay. Medium burst template just to make sure I get... Firing the... flak up there? Yeah, just, <laughs> to, just to eradicate this plane. Uh-huh. And Is the lead plane with the, the rope trailing that you're firing at? Uh... Or the, the escort plane? One of the biplanes, not the big plane. Alone. No, no, no. The, yeah. One of the biplanes is trailing like a rope ladder right now. It's flying overhead, and there's a second one that's flying us. Oh, I'll shoot that one, because that one looks like maybe it's up to a good. Okay. So... The escort one? Yeah. No, the, the ladder one. Okay. So what is that? Overcharge, last, ring. That is a... I don't get your bonus in, but it's an eight to hit. That'll hit. All right. Good damage. Fourteen. I blew it up my toys. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it looks like the the biplane takes a little bit of damage. It doesn't get destroyed. It shakes and shudders, but it, the pilot manages to keep the plane. Now it is Joseph Buzzsaw Colon's turn. He is over here. He's going to try and... Uh, oh, he's got to unshake first. I did not invest in his spirit. But I got a success, so he can act. He is going to try and clamber up out of there. He just he reaches a hand and hauls himself up, in theory, depending on his athletics roll. I'm going to spin a Benny. Con reoccurring villain. That is a simple success. So, uh, I think you get an attack on him, you and this other guy. Uh, but he's going he's gonna to get up and out of there. I do not succeed. Neither does this other guy. So, you both take swings and... Like, he's pulling himself up, and he quickly, like, swaves his buzzsaw in your faces. So you kind of jerk back, like, oh, no, I don't want my face sawed off. And then 
Daisy, you're up on this. You take a shot, and you hear zzzz, and this big, huge guy is standing right behind you. Oh, that guy. And uh, you hear him say, I'd take it as a kindness if you didn't shoot my ride. Well, then I guess I'll have to shoot you. All right, Haru. You got a queen of diamonds. Rachel, you got a queen of clubs. Daisy, got the eight of hearts. Why not? You got the five of diamonds. So now Joseph gets ten of spades. Piles get the ace of clubs. And the Ottoman guy gets the six of clubs. Oh, it sounds like he's getting away. So, yeah, those planes move uh, into position. I think that escort plane is actually... Yeah, it's going to open fire on Daisy. No, I'm going to kill Ed's character while he's... Ed, he went to the bathroom and came back. Character's dead. So, Daisy. Yeah? You you got shot. I got shot? By uh, a Gatling gun from okay. one of the biplanes. They moved up closer. You got shot three times. Two of them with raises. Wow. So, here's the first hit, the non-raise. Oh, thank God. That's just three. This is that is seven damage. Before they came back. Seven damage? Well, that's enough to shake me. All right. Raise. Oh, dear. That's going to be six, 14, 19 damage. 19. That's three soak it? Of course. No, I'm gonna take it. You take it. Bored of this character. It's just <laughs> damage. Yeah. I wanna play Harrowed. Ooh. Well, I soaked two of those. Alright, so you take one wound. The bullets are and the next one, last one. That's twelve. Eighteen. 20 damage. Trying to soak this again. I soak one of them. Alright, so you take three wounds, you get rid of the bullets. Yeah. Haru, you hear a whole lot of gunfire up there, and you probably hear Daisy kind of giving a, a scream of pain or something. I, I don't I don't think you're quiet when you get rid of full bullets. No, no, I'm not Harold like that. I'm going to try to roll an athletics check and jump up there. Okay. I'm going to give you a negative two. You don't have quite the size that this this yeah, no. refrigerator of a man has. To... Plus, I don't really have free hands to close. Yeah, that so too. I'm, I'm pushing with, so it's going to be a little difficult. Six minus two. Is a simple, so... You're you're crawling up there. You can't really do much else. You're you're probably like half up. I'm gonna say you're, you're okay. hanging there. You see Daisy bleeding from multiple perforations. Guy is standing right behind her. His buzzsaw is revving up. Uh, Rachel, you're still down the car. You duck down. You hear gunfire, but it's not going through the the car. What do you do? I think I'm probably gonna. If I spot Haru climbing up on the roof, I'm probably going to follow him. Okay. Uh, you can roll at negative two on your athletics. Um, 
if you want to try and get up there. That is a mighty leap. It is. Minus three total. Nope. She, I'm thinking maybe she just makes her way over to where the Yeah, you're standing there. You're, maybe you're trying to give Haru a little bit of a boost to, to sure, get yeah, on I'll up there. Yeah, I'm helping him kind of scramble up onto the roof. Uh, and now it is Buzzsaw Joe's. That plane that had the rope trailing comes flying by. Uh, Daisy, Buzzsaw grabs you kind of by the the, the back of your, your shirt there and kind of hauls you so you fall into the hole down into the car. Oh, I thought I was going to kidnap her. Not quite. Um, yeah, he tosses you down and looks at you, Haru, as you're climbing up. Uh, you probably take Daisy to the face and then she falls in hits the de- hits the floor of the car. You're looking up and he's just like better luck next time. And then he grabs onto that rope and, and goes flying off with the, the plane. I drop back down in the hole and just kind of contemplate this man who seems to be nigh almost unhittable. And I think combat is over at this point. You still hear there's there's these three guys that are that are in the car that uh, have various um, limbs blown off. They're still still screaming in pain. So uh, I think for a while on, he's kind of away from the party at the moment, looking down the hallway at this uh, Ottoman sergeant. And captain, I, really. You recognize his, his uh, uniform. He's a captain. Okay, this captain. And he sees Daisy fall through, and this look of undisguised guilt goes across his face, and then he kind of takes on a hard look and... And rushes off away from the the captain. Okay. Um, he's got a his disguise will be foiled if this guy sees him. So yeah. He's getting back to his room to get changed back to okay. something a little more discreet. Yeah, you vanish off down the train. I think this guy is is looking down at this this uh, young woman who just fell from the top of the train, riddled with bullets. Um, I don't think I gave him anything applicable here. Um. But he looks over to you, uh, and, and he says in, in decent English, um, your friend? Yes. Come. Take her. Haru picks Daisy up. Um, and he will lead the way back to the car he came from. He, he stops and, and sees the one soldier who's, like, you know, helping this person back up into their chair. And he, he snaps an order in Turkish at them, and, and the, pers- the the soldier... Uh, snaps a quick salute and uh, moves quickly over to the body of the other fallen soldier. I think I'm following Haru. Okay. Rachel's worried about Daisy. She's, you know, probably like, being like, Daisy, Daisy! Oh, I, I didn't get the planes, they got me! Uh, you step into this car and it's lavishly appointed. Um, there's definitely the smell of tobacco smoke heavy in the air uh there aren't really any any benches or seats there's a lot of uh like futons um all over uh you see quite a few soldiers uh at least a dozen uh standing in various places uh some of them seem to be doubling in the role of servants uh and there's a man uh seated at a low low table with uh, some weird contraption that you probably recognize as a hookah. Uh, he's um, he's an older man, uh, definitely more in his 50s. 
Uh, he's got a bit of gray in his hair, and, and he's got a beard with streaks of gray in it. It's very well stylized. Uh, he looks like he's in decent shape for a 50-year-old guy in the 1880s. Um, he looks up, and he, he gives a questioning look to his captain, who, who says something back in Turkish, and then the man greets you in English. Hello, uh, my friends. I understand uh, you participated in defending the attack on the train. You have my thanks. I will have one of my uh, physicians see to your friend. Uh, and he says it's an accented English, but it's actually pretty decent English. He, he gestures to a, a, a low sofa that you can lay Daisy on. And he introduced himself as Ismail Bey bin Ramazan. Nice to meet you. I am Haru Matsuhara. Uh, name's Miss Kennedy. I'm Daisy. <laughs> and, uh... The captain introduces himself as, uh, his title is Behir, which I'm not sure how accurate that is, uh, but it's supposed to translate to captain. Behir Dris bin Kazim. Uh, you see that, that other soldier, uh, who does not introduce himself because he has no name, uh, come, come in, dragging the, carrying the body of his, uh, uh, his fellow soldier, and he disappears in the back and out of sight. After a bit, uh, Someone else in in a, a Turkish uh, Ottoman uh, uniform, but clearly not a soldier, comes running up and starts attending to Daisy. Ooh, he doesn't do too much for you, Daisy. He mostly just binds your wounds, makes sure you're not about to die, and and then probably says, "I have saved this woman." Rachel's gonna leave the cart and say, "Excuse me for a second. I want to see if there's a doctor on the train," and she's gonna move along the cars, calling out for a doctor. Okay. Does she find a doctor? So, uh, yeah, you do find a doctor. He's a uh, a warm-looking man. He's got a red nose. Um, you know, slender. Uh, but but he uh, he has like a, a nice little doctor bag with him. Uh, and he introduces himself as uh, Dr. Sam Beasley. Uh, doc, my friend's hurt uh, here in the cart. This way. I'll show you where. Oh, your friend is hurt. Uh, of course I will help. And she'll lead this doctor into the private car. Uh, you get back just in time to see some more of these soldiers dragging the, the maimed uh, but still alive um, pirates into the the uh, Ottoman Empire's car. And you realize that this, this, Ottoman, this Ottoman Empire car is really like the TARDIS and it just contains the entirety of the saying. Ottoman Empire. I mean, train cars can be pretty big and spacious. Wait, it has entirety? The- <laughs> I mean... Okay, it took me a moment for my brain to catch up with what you said. <laughs> Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Found the TARDIS, yes. Uh, no, um, but yeah, they, they get dragged in, and uh, the doctor, who thus far has proved somewhat ineffective, because uh, he's only a mook, he's not a wild card, also proves equally ineffective at treating... Oh, he, he takes care of one guy. Takes care of two guys. He stops their bleeding, but the last guy is just like, ah, his wounds are too, too severe, he's going to die. He will bleed out, and the one guy is like, "What? No! <laughs> I don't want to bleed out." There's nothing we can do to stop the bleeding. <laughs> he's just gonna bleed out and die. Yeah, you show up just as he's saying this. You've got uh, this this other doctor in tow. Yeah. So uh, when Doctor Beasley comes in, he sees uh, Daisy in a, a, a heap with poorly bound wounds. Mm-hmm. He says. 
What is the meaning of this? Who has bound this woman's wounds? Ah, I need to come up with a name for this guy. Uh, Greek name. Someone, please, quick. uh, Sarfar. Sarfar? Sarfar. Apollo Sarfar. That is his name. Wow, that is the name. Apollo, this work is unacceptable. Here, I, I will I will guide you, and, and, and we will save this woman's life, truly. He puffs off. Unacceptable. How? How? He's only British. How dare you? I didn't, I didn't study medicine at Oxford and then return to Greece and the Ottoman Empire to be belittled by an American like you. The blood is soaking through her bandages. My God, man. Roll a healing roll. No, actually, I want to roll a battle to order this guy to heal her. Ooh, okay. All right. So that's a that's a simple success. So he gets a plus one to his healing roll. All right, he's gonna sheepishly go over. Me, 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 me. I feel like I'm puppeting this man with my strings. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I'm gonna spend a Benny, one of my Bennies, so Apollo Sarfar can be an effective doctor. Nope. I've done the best I can. She will recover in time. She may. I have a permanent limp. Uh, well, uh, in my professional opinion, the best you've done is, is not nearly enough, sir. And, and precisely who do you think you are, sir? Why, I'm Dr. Sam Beasley. And in my opinion, of, of many years of battle experience, you are a terrible doctor. <sighs> a field surgeon, what would you know? Amputating, that's, that's the extent of your... Medical proficiency. No one's amputating Daisy's arms or legs. That's why I'm treating her. Not this battle-side barbarian. Treating her, she's still bleeding. Men. He shoots you a very disapproving glare. As Rachel gestures, you also see she is bleeding in her shoulder. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, Doctor Beasley, you know, feels like Daisy's just a little a little too poorly cared for. He doesn't want to make it worse, you know. Uh, so he, but he will try to help Rachel out, try to get get that little thing bound up in a uh, awkward and kind of confused way. And the, one, and the one guy who was told he was going to bleed out is like, "Wait, can someone please try and bind this? I don't want to bleed out." You know what? I'll roll a first aid check to heal that guy. Okay. <laughs> I told you, son. Make your peace with God. Oh my God. All right, Ben. I'm casting heal while they discuss. <laughs> while all this is going on, I'm like, oh God. I actually got I, I got an eleven to heal you. So. Oh nice. <laughs> I, I blew it up, so I could nice. actually heal. But nice. I'm not gentle. <laughs> all right, we got we got three things going on here. So let's 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 hold up a sec. You successfully bind up Rachel's wounds. You're a little surprised with yourself that you did that. Uh, Haru, you you bind up this guy's stump. Yeah, I, what's I left a, of his hand? I put a tourniquet on, and I just put a big wad of cloth as like gauze on, and it's like really rough and like angry. He doesn't care. He's just glad he's not going to bleed out anymore. And now, now Daisy's going to heal herself. Do I minus my wounds for this? Or yes, I still but only that. only once. You don't double up. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, can I roll battle to support her in this? Um, I don't think so. I okay. think you're busy uh, healing Rachel while this that is going on. Okay, that's better. That's that's healing one wound. Let's add a d6 to that. And where's my d6s? Oh. What is that? 
but still only healing one wound. Because I rolled a 1 on that 1d6. Alright, I'm doing it again. Another d6. Okay. So... 8... 9... 14... 12... Three, three wounds. wounds. So everyone's arguing, going back and forth. There's all this chaos. Bahir uh, Kazim is kind of, you know, he's trying to direct his soldiers, but he's also keeping an eye on all of you. Uh, and uh, is Ismael uh, Bey bin Rama, Ramazan, oh boy, butchered that, is bemusedly kind of taking in this whole situation. And and then there's this kind of this bright flash of light whoosh, and then Daisy kind of sits up and says, Oi! Or what well, what do you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> Alright. Y'all are slow. <laughs> Daisy! Good, I need this many. <laughs> yeah, and so it's kind of, there's Silence in the in the car. Uh, the the train has started moving again, so you hear the click 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 click. Um, and then Ismail uh, says, "Well, this was uh, this was most unexpected. Perhaps uh, our less welcome guests would indulge us in why you attacked us." And the pirates kind of share glances with each other. And look up. Well, I'm glad you asked. He's going to tell. He's going to tell. (laughs) (laughs) See, we are, or were, until just now, members of the crew of the Tempest. And they kind of, they, 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 all three of them strike this pose as if they expect everyone to, to immediately know what that means. Did you say that all eyes in the room are on these guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, is there any, like, documentation or something that's just kind of laying out there? Uh, give me a notice roll to see, and then we'll go from there. Okay. I was gonna ask, sorry for interrupting, do we know what that means? Is it common knowledge? Give me a common knowledge roll, but it's gonna be at a negative two. I rolled two ones. Oh. You're, you're looking around, and as you're doing so, you feel a hand fall on your shoulder. And you look over, you're kind of a little startled, and it's uh, Behir Kazim, who's kind of giving you a baleful look with his one eye. Uh, and how might I help you? I would prefer you keep your attention on those in need of your medical assistance, doctor. Which he does not say nearly well-spoken. His, his English isn't too good. Uh, of course, sir. Uh, who, who should I go look at? Squints. There's one eye. Uh, and he doesn't really say anything. He just kind of, like, nudges you back over to the rest of the group. And then and then proceeds to stand behind you with his arms folded. Why not? Awkwardly goes and bends over someone who's sick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and pretends to help. Ow, stop poking! That hurts! It'll hurt less once it's it's gone. Wait, my, my hand's gone. Not completely. Oh. When the pirates strike that pose, 
because our rolls were so shoddy. Haru merely asked, and what does that, is that supposed to mean? They falter a little bit in their pose, like, what, you're saying you've never heard of the Tempest? And I think there's a resounding no from the room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, have we? Did you roll a common knowledge roll, negative two? I did two? not. So let's find out. Actually, you know what? You, you used to run the Denver Pacific Line. Go ahead and, and not, just roll. Not it, but work for him. Yeah. Well, you spent a lot of time. Yeah. Go ahead and just roll. Uh, no negative. Roll common knowledge. All right. Ooh, blowing both up. Ten. You have heard of the Tempest. It's uh, an infamous uh, airship crewed by no less than airship pirates, captained by the legendary Captain Robert Gaines. Um, oh, not Buzzsaw Colin. No. Uh, <laughs> um, they are well known for their uh, many savage attacks against rail lines and shipping lines and what have you, but they're also known, despite, you know, in spite of their, their fierce reputation, their fierce attacks, they don't they, they do their best to, to limit collateral casualties. Uh, they're, they're not the kind of people that rob a place and kill people out of spite. Um, in, in general, they try to avoid to. They're not even, like, generally all that greedy. They don't, you know, they'll rob a train. They don't take everyone for what they got. They'll be like, yeah, put an item of value in the bag, moving on. Item of value in the bag. They generally go after larger payrolls. Oh, you guys are a bunch of gentlemen robbers. You picked the wrong train. Well, clearly, but I'm glad someone here has heard of us. Strike their pose again. Yeah, but nobody cares. Perhaps. Anyway, yes. We were our crew of the Tempest. I don't think they have drinks. I don't know why I'm holding that up. And somehow they've manifested drinks. Pirates. Yes. <laughs> the bartender felt nice. It was, you know, they all lost their arms. It's the least you could do. Yeah. They were robbing us. But we were robbing you nicely. No matter. I don't like being robbed. Uh, no one does. Flash shot you. That was a good shot. I know. Oh, well, okay. At, at any rate, I don't know why we were asked to uh, rob this particular train, but, um, well, we were after the ambassador over here. And he points to uh, Ismail. You were asked? Yeah. By who? No, I don't know. He's just a crewman. He doesn't know. Did you see who did the asking? No. His captain probably told him to jump, and he said, how close to ground? No, a captain doesn't ask him to do anything that stupid. And who's your captain anyway? None other than Captain Robert Gaines. They all strike a pose. Who? <sighs> Is that the strange one uh, I heard with making ruckus with some sort of saw? Oh no, that was the bosun. Joseph Buzzsaw Cullen. Any great? It's a pain in the ass. Well, sure, but that's because you're not on the same side. Maybe think of that before you ask if you think he's great. If you think he's great. I mean, he is pretty great. At this point, <laughs> uh, the captain is just like, "Can we stop indulging these idiots?" You are quite right. 
I say we lock them up somewhere and bring them to a prison. They intended harm against a sovereign ambassador. They do not deserve to live. We execute them now. And he reaches for his dragoon. This is America. Sir, Laws are different here. Sir, as a doctor, uh, I must ask for mercy in this instance. And the, the three pirates are like, yeah, 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 mercy. This is not your your nation. This is my, This is ours. This is America. Can I draw, like, on my knowledge of law that I don't actually have as a skill anymore? Uh, so common knowledge? I want to know what he's saying is actually something he could legally do. Uh, I don't think you need a roll for that. Um, no. Um, I, I say this not personally knowing that much about the intricacies of international law and uh, ambassadors on foreign soil, but unless it happens in an established embassy where the embassy grounds are considered sovereign territory of the, the host na- or um, the embassy nation, they are still subject to American, law. American laws. Now, the sticky part of this is you're not currently traveling through any territory that's officially or undisputedly claimed. So you're going through territory that Deseret says this is ours, and the Union says this is ours, and the Confederacy says Confederacy says this is ours, and England probably says, "No way, we're going to throw our hat back in the bag." So it's like international waters. It might as well be. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I tried to persuade him, just saying, like, I'm a doctor, I'm trying to get you to be merciful. And... Okay, yeah, go ahead. These armless bandits have already paid the pri- high enough price. I got a symbol. For their crime. Symbol success? Okay. You, uh, you convince them that they should at least be held and turned over to a court to be tried as, as pirates. Plus, these are our only lead against whoever's after your... Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your title. Well, uh, I suppose in your country you may refer to me as Ambassador. Uh, where I am from, uh, my title is Bay. Ambassador. We should question these men further. I think they might be able to tell us something about why someone is trying to kidnap you. Indeed. I'm, I'm curious... Uh, my apologies. I, your name? Uh, Miss Kennedy. Miss Kennedy. Why you were concerned? Uh, force of habit, I guess. Oh? Used to be a lawman. Is that so? Out of where? Mm, up north in Oregon. Huh. And you... You're clearly not of this country, at least not originally. No. Every so often, Haru passes glances towards the pirates, giving them a sharp, stern glare and then turning his attention back to the ambassador. They've somehow managed to refill their drinks, they're lounging, they don't seem to be too concerned that they might suddenly be executed. I can make them concerned. No, I am, I am, of course, from the country of Japan. You are a long way from home. I have been long from home. Ah. Might I ask what your interest in this matter would be? You owe nothing 
to myself, nothing to the Empire. I merely do what I believe is right. Pirates robbing people is a crime, no matter what country you are from. And and you, young lady, I'm afraid I did not catch your name whilst you were wounded. Seems you are feeling much better, though. I'm Daisy Gilmore. And might I ask what your interest in this is? Well, we're here, we're heading to Deseret, basically, and I, as an emissary from uh, Iron Dragon. Ah, the fellow ambassador of sorts. Yes, I'm, I'm working for, no, remember her name. Lan Hui. Lan Hui. She's very shaken from yeah. being yeah. shot. Yeah, it's it's a it's a harrowing experience. Almost, <laughs> but it wasn't. Ah. <laughs> and uh, well, Doctor, I, I thank you. Of course, it's my job. Yes, um, I will see to it that uh, you're you're compensated very very richly for your service. I, I don't think this need be any further concern of yours. Uh. No, and the compensation, please. Uh, I, I had my tools with me, and uh, it was no trouble at all. His gaze shifts over to Apollo, who's standing there, in kind of in the background. And then he says, On second thought, are you interested in work? Uh, work? What sort of work? Well, and he says this a little bit in an undertone, I do find myself in need of a skilled retainer. That is a, a very tempting offer. I was on my way home uh, to Deseret, uh, but perhaps uh, I could serve you while I'm in town? Yes, we uh, are on our way to the uh, Salt Lake City, I do believe they call it. Yes, that's... In, in fact, if you are willing, you have, you have proven yourself most helpful. I, in light of this news, with these, these fine gentlemen pirates... Nothing fine about them. They, they, they toast you. How are they pouring their drinks? That is an excellent question. You do not know. It will remain a mystery. Perhaps the greatest of this millennia. I have need not only of uh, skilled warriors, but those who know the language. Uh, Captain uh, Kazim here can can get along passably, but none of my, the rest of my retinue speaks very strong English. Well, we are currently uh, doing extra work on our way to Salt Lake City, but we will do our best to make sure that it is a safe trip for the rest of the way. At least, that is what I say. Have you lodgings established in Salt Lake City? I was just going to find it in somewhere. Please, join my retinue while I conduct my mission in Salt Lake City. I assure you, you shall have the freedom to conduct your business as was your original intention in Deseret. Well, my business is with Miss Gilmore, so wherever she goes, I go. 
Yes, Daisy. What do you say? Well, we could take some nicer accommodations. We had a hotel ready, right? You did not. We did not. Oh, Avalon Way. You know, uh, that's my hometown. I'm sure I could help you find a place. Yeah. Was he offering us a hotel room? He was offering you uh, accommodations with his retinue. Retinue? I do not like the idea of being under watch. Well, will we be under watch, really? I should think not. I, I ask for your assistance, not your servitude. That sounds like a job to me. We're already headed to Desiree. Well, Daisy, if that's your decision, I'll stick with you. I will stay by your side. You can tell Haru's uncomfortable because he understands that we'll be working with a government official. Even though he says we won't be, we're going to be under watch. And he doesn't like that idea. Mainly because his condition. Uh-huh. So, uh, you spend the rest of the train ride speaking affably with the ambassador. I would be asking him questions about his mission. He's... He doesn't give you a lot on that. He talks a lot about his homeland. He talks a lot about the Ottoman Empire and and the various uh, places around there. He doesn't go into too many details about his, his mission. I mean, I want to make sure we're not... That his mission isn't, like, gathering up, you know, child labor or, like, sex trafficking. Like, I want to make sure it's... Right. Uh, I think the most you get him is that he's on some sort of trade negotiation. Oh, okay. Give me a smart check. Oh, sure, we'll any that. Snidely whiplash. There we go. Nine. So, like I say, he, he just he tells you he's, on, he's establishing trade relations with the nation of Deseret. But looking at these soldiers, you can see they're all armed with fairly outdated weaponry. They've got muskets that probably were advanced during this revolutionary war. Would it be common enough knowledge, or do I need to roll this to know that Deseret's got some higher advanced tech? No, I think you know this flat out. Like, Deseret is the center of technology in the modern world, which includes... Weapons. Advanced weapons. Because I said it last time, maybe you hear that voice in your head of uh, the miner saying, they wish they had this rock. So, uh, at any rate, uh, the train ride eventually comes to an end. The authorities come, they take the, uh, the three pirates off your hands. At, at the ambassador's assistance, um, you accompany the, uh, the Ottoman Empire retinue to... Uh, the uh, the main section of Salt Lake City, not to Junkyard, but to Salt Lake City. Oh, uh, so the train comes pulling in to Salt Lake City, and as as you're sitting there in the train, you're looking out in the early dawn hours. You see the sun, uh, balefully red, shining down, hidden almost completely hidden by a thick haze of smog and smoke that hangs over the city like like a dark, bloated cloud. Uh, the spires of Salt Lake City rise high into the air, higher than any building you've ever seen before. They're gilded, they glint brightly in the sunlight, but you can nonetheless see that they are stained with pollution. And uh, uh, off to the side a little bit, you see what can only be 
junkyard, where the factories are, where the technological heart of Deseret beats. Uh, and it's just this huge maze of uh, factories belching smoke into the air continuously, uh, tenement houses built up, uh, budging side by side with the factories, gantries and catwalks crisscrossing all over the place, and in the sky, uh, sailing through all that smoke and smog, you see countless airships and gyrocopters and ornithopters zipping here and there. Um, this truly is, is almost like an alien world to you. You've never seen anything quite like this. Rachel lets out a whistle at the sight and just says, I think your father's somewhere in here, Daisy? That, that's what I've, I've been hearing. Rumors on the rails from Lock Way and Yeah, this place is great. So you get off the train in Salt Lake City and uh, following the retinue of the Ottoman Empire, you are, are led uh, into the heart of Salt Lake City, the uh, the holy city that normally is uh, off limits to Gentiles like yourselves. But since you are with an ambassadorial party, they have made special disposition disposition for you, and uh, you are led to whatever they use as their ambassadorial suite. Proper places, it wouldn't be okay for me to smoke. No, I don't think so. Not at all. It, I mean, you can, but you're def- definitely going to get some very dirty looks. Okay, don't care about dirty looks. All right. <laughs> Just puff it away on a big stogie, trying to cover up some nasty odor. Coming okay. From this guy here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're puffing. People are uh, on the streets are, are giving you very disapproving looks. Some of the, the Navu Legion, the, the, the army, the standing army of Deseret. Or give you very disapproving looks. Some of them look like they want to say something, but a look from uh, Bahir Kazim uh, stops them. But yeah, you're led to the ambassadorial suite uh, near the, the Capitol building for Deseret, and you are given some of the nicest, most opulent rooms you've ever had in your lives. There is definitely not a bar. This is desert, the heart of, of the LDS. There's no alcohol in my room anywhere? No. Oh, fuck no. Mormons. Fucking Mormons, no that's coffee. right. No coffee either. If you, if you want a drink, you will have to go to Junkyard. She's going to be like looking through her room and be like, where the fuck is the alcohol? I'm just getting uh, kind uh, of more and the, more frustrated. The, the servant, the attendant, uh, and, and very, very politely informs you that, uh, sorry, ma'am, but there is no uh, devil's drink here. This is a, a proper um, facility. Rachel just looks at her with this like, dawning look of horror on her face. If, if you should wish to indulge in such temptations, you will have to make your way to the other part of town, the factory district. Well, I suppose I can head over there later. Hmm. What you got to drink in this establishment? Water? I'll have some water, then. Some, some refreshing fruit juice? 
<laughs> all right, I don't want orange juice. Just bring me up a cup of coffee, all right? I'll just have some coffee. Uh, I'm afraid we, we do not serve coffee. What? I did not stutter. Son of a bitch. <laughs> just going to leave her in search of something to drink. So I think, Rachel, you make your way into Junkyard. Uh... Junkyard is very different from Salt Lake City. Uh, the, the pollution here is worse. Everyone you see is wearing some sort of uh, mask, whether it's just a, a simple paper filter thing or an elaborate gas mask filtration uh, setup. It's very uh, disconcerting. They're basically masses of people teaming through here, pushing, going to and from work. They're all faceless. They're all wearing masks. There's no way you could identify anyone here. Um, I don't want to go super far into junkyard if possible. I'd like, is there a bar on the outside? Yeah, there's. You can find a saloon. Okay. Rachel, you walk into the saloon. It's like an unofficial saloon, since they're not technically supposed to have alcohol and booze, but um, the the Mormons turn a blind eye to so as to keep the Gentile factory workers appeased. Um, it's dirty in here. It's gross, but they have whiskey. I will go up to the bar and get a bottle of whiskey. All right, what quality? Do they have good quality whiskey? They here? do. They do. It's it's pretty expensive. How expensive? Uh, like twenty bucks for a good bottle. Sure, I'll pay twenty bucks for a good bottle. All right. Actually, I won't. I'll get a cheap bottle. Okay. I want to flash. I have a bunch of money in this place. Mm, good plan. So I'll just get a cheap bottle of whiskey. All right. Uh, and how quickly do you drink that bottle? I mean, I don't want to die, but fairly quickly. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you're, you're going to die. You're definitely, like, hammering those shots back. Uh, how are you sitting? Um, I think she's sitting... She's positioned herself at the corner of the bar where she can see kind of the entrance. Okay. It's a little hazy in here. People are smoking and there's smog drifting in. So it's not super um, clear in here, but you see someone walk in. They're wearing a pretty heavy-looking duster. They've got a a Stetson hat on, um, and they they walk up to the bar. Um, And I think of that, you know, beyond that, like, you stop taking notice of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, how far into your, your shots are you? She's probably, like, I mean, she's been there for, we'll say, like, an hour. Sure. So she's probably, like, maybe a third of the way to the bottle. You gotta knock back the shot. And uh, when you look when you look back down, the stranger's standing in front of your table, and they reach out, and they grab your bottle, they look at it. Oh, deputy, what is this swell? And they throw it to the floor. Yeah, uh, I don't think it, it's hard enough that it shatters, but it, like, drains out onto the ground. Barkeep, top shelf, over here, please. Do I recognize this voice? You're a little drunk. Give me a smart roll. Ten? Minus any penalties for being drunk. How could you forget this voice? After all, you fought shoulder to shoulder with him against those vampires the night train. Malcolm Locke stands before you. Should 
she'll say, I believe I told you if I ever saw you again, I'd shoot you. She kind of slurs that out. I don't know. I, I do reckon you did. But uh, to be fair, I didn't know you was here. You're supposed to be in Rogue Valley. Yeah, well, I ain't. No kidding. What are you doing around here, deputy? I'm drinking. Well, yes. But what are you doing in Salt Lake City? Don't see how that's any business of yours. Could be. I ain't collecting no bounty, not on you. I'm glad to hear it. What poor woman are you tracking down now for bringing back to her son of a bitch ex? He sets a four-fingered hand down on the table in front of you, and his gaze gets a little dark. He says... I ain't hunting no person looking to perform a rescue operation. Hmm. Let me just take a shot. So I ask again, deputy, why are you in Salt Lake City? I'm here with my friends. Perhaps you remember them? I do. I was hoping they were here. Look, I know you ain't got no reason to trust me. But I reckon, and he holds up both hands. His index finger is gone. Cut off right at the knuckle. I reckon we have a common enemy now. Jesus gonna stare at his hands and just kind of gesture at them. Ah, oh, shit. Malcolm? Yeah. He did that to you? Your ex is a right son of a bitch. Alright. But at any rate, I ain't working for him no more. A new employer, one that pays considerably better, and wants work that I feel considerably better about doing. But, seeing as I am now handicapped, I could use some help. Oh, well, we'd love to help you, Malcolm, but I'm, I'm here helping Daisy. I already yeah, I remember Daisy. promised her. I'm sure this. Uh, won't take too much of your time, and if your friends are willing to help, I know they may have some reservations, but, well, they ain't quite so quick on the draw no more. I could use some help. Well, where are you staying? I'd rather not tell you if it's all the same, but unless you prefer to sit here and drink fifth-rate whiskey... My employer is paying $20,000 for the rescue of someone. $20,000 divided five ways. How does that sound? You should have opened with that, Malcolm. I prefer to be more dramatic. Alright, she'll grab the bottle off the counter. Come on. Wait, don't I lead? I'm assuming you want my friend's help, right? Let's go meet my employer first. I ain't going anywhere with you. Ah, oh, that's fair. Alright. You want to meet me back here? Maybe prepare your friends ahead of time? I, I ain't too keen to get shot. Fair enough. What should I tell them about this job? Tell them we're rescuing someone. Been kidnapped. Who are we rescuing exactly? Uh, a gentleman by the name of Frank Butler. Never heard of him. I wouldn't reckon. 
Alrighty. I'll go talk to Daisy. So we're going to fast forward to talking to your friends. Yeah. I'm assuming you've gotten everyone uh, I mean, gathered she'll together. probably stagger drunkenly into the embassy. How are you entering this scene? Um, I think that probably he's been tipped off that she was leaving the uh, junkyard. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to try to get a little more personally involved and kind of see what's up with them. He, there's still kind of this unknown element to him, and he's never gotten a straight answer from him in any of his disguises. Uh-huh. So he's hoping to uh, maybe go a, just a little more honest with them and actually like talk with them face-to-face and see if he can get something out of them. Okay. So are you entering as Wynan? Yeah, he's entering oh, as himself. All right. So you're at the ambassadorial suite. You're maybe in some sort of... Uh, tea room or something a common gathering area um and why not you easily manage to talk your way through here you're you're whining beardsley of course so yeah go i've had a very interesting time exploring the ambassadorial suites lazarus has been curious it was super fun tell her tell her what we found in that one room Get your mind out of the fucking gutter. The other room. (laughs) (laughs) We found lots of really pretty art, sculptures, and paintings. Were they nudes? Is she serious? Does she remember what what nation we're in? No. In fact, most of the people were very covered. If there were people at all in them. Well, I went to get a drink. She is so drunk. Ran into an old friend. What old friend? Was it Ross? Malcolm fucking Locke. Oh, Haru's eyes narrow like... Like the one person that him and Lazarus would be okay with killing. Uh, Yeah, when you say Malcolm Locke, uh, you see kind of a... A slender man in a, a suit, neatly dressed, uh, kind of look over from another table. Uh, pardon, did you say Mal- uh, Malcolm Locke? I did. What's it to you? Isn't he some sort of bounty hunter? Uh, he is, in fact. Why do you care? Why are you listening into our conversation? Uh, oh, uh, please, you've... Uh, merely caught my interest, sir. Uh, may I join you? I see you have an empty seat. What's your interest in Locke? Uh, well, you know, there's a certain thrill in following men like Locke who get themselves into trouble. Haru's eyes narrow even more so. And up to you. I'll kick a chair out for you. Sure. Why the fuck not? Everyone else is coming up to me all day long. He glides more than walks up to the chair and smoothly, athletically, just sits down, scoops it in. Just a completely natural motion. Does he Does he pull a Riker? Um, he doesn't pull a Riker, but he does basically loosen his collar just a little bit. Okay. Uh, unbuttons the top button and just, you know, relaxes a bit. What does he look like? 
So he's a slim man, uh, has kind of short, very neat hair. Uh, he's he's a little bit tan of skin. Um, maybe has like some Mexican ancestry. Maybe something else. Maybe some Native American ancestry. You're not sure. Uh, but he's got all the ancestries. He's, he's got something in there uh, that's not pure white, but most of him, he does kind of look white-ish. Uh, and he is wearing like a, a nice kind of bluish-black suit uh, and like suit pants and a pair of uh, black polished shoes. Um, he has kind of a boyish face that's neatly shaven. And uh, he has... Uh, pair of gray eyes. Didn't catch your name? Oh, my name. I'm, I'm Wynon. Uh, it's certainly a pleasure to meet all of you. Haru kind of keeps his head, like, tilted slightly, like, angrily, you know, narrowly looking at him, but his head tilted slightly so as not to show his full face. Uh, you know it's impolite to stare, Mr. Samurai. I do not trust many people. Ah, well, then you're wise. That means you've traveled the world. Isn't that right? Traveled many places. I'm a bit of a traveler myself. find myself uh, getting into trouble. Maybe not quite to the extent of someone like Malcolm Locke, who is nothing but trouble, from what I hear. Can't disagree with you on that. For what he almost did to Rachel, he deserves nothing but a quick end. Now that is an interesting thing to say. What did he almost do to Rachel? Are you Rachel? Is that right? She'll sigh and say, yeah, that's me. And what did he almost do? I do not feel it is my place to discuss that. I'd rather not talk about it. Hmm. I'm sorry, I'm being rude. Um... I can tell your drinks are getting a little low. Uh, They obviously don't have alcohol here, but uh, I might be able to get you something a little nicer than empty cup, at least. Uh, More tea would be nice. You haven't been getting tea here. Oh, they they make uh, decaf. You have to ask for it specifically, and uh, you might get some heavy sighs from the waiting staff. Water, then. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, someone comes comes skittering over. Oh, uh, what fine spiderlings you have. Thanks, they're new. Uh, my new uh, acquaintance here, my friend, uh, he would like some water. Uh, I would like a pot of hot decaf tea. I, I know that you have it in back. I've asked for it before. <sighs> there it is. And for the rest of the table? I would really love some coffee. Afraid I can't do that. Sarsaparilla. All right. I feel like Rachel has discreetly like smuggled in the whiskey, and it's like under her duster. Okay. And so that's what she's drinking when the server staff is in her round. So, I feel like we're getting to know each other now, just a little bit. Um, Malcolm, as you seem to already know, is nothing but trouble, and. I'm curious uh, if you're planning to have anything to do with him. I would suggest against it. I would love to see him again. I would want nothing more to see him one last time. 
How do you know Malcolm? What was your dealings with him? Oh, uh, well, I hear things through the grapevine. Uh, you put an ear to the floor, you hear vibrations, as they say. You are a most perplexing individual. I trust you less. <laughs> you shouldn't trust me. Uh, but take it from one untrustworthy person about another. Don't trust Malcolm Locke. He does not have your interests at heart. Neither do I, of course, but in this world, really, we are all alone at the end of the day, aren't we? Thanks for the advice, Mr. Uh, Wynon, but we've dealt with Malcolm before. We already know not to trust him. Well, uh, there was something else as well. I was wondering if uh, I might accompany you on your little meeting with Malcolm. Uh, just, you know, it couldn't hurt to have an extra uh, gun hand in the back, could it? Just an ace up your sleeve. I'm um, hearing gun in the back. I do not like this. I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. That's a fair thing to say. Uh, I've been, of course, throwing platitudes <laughs> You just you. told us not to trust you. Yeah. I've, of course, been throwing platitudes at you, and I did tell you not to trust me, so I can understand why you wouldn't. Uh, I've given you good, honest advice. I appreciate it, but I... I'm sorry, I just... Look, wish you luck and all, but... So, um, ex-deputy. Excuse me? I viewed your service record. It's quite interesting. Who are you? What happened in Oregon, Deputy? It's none of your fucking business. If you want to know who I am, ask some questions and we'll talk. Let's talk. I would rather we talk now than that I'm forced to take some sort of desperate measure because I don't know what you are, who you are, or what you can do. I know. Sounds like you know who she is. What is it that you do? I talk as I'm talking to you right now. No. More specifically, for work, what job do you carry? What title are you? You think I have to work? Look at this suit. I sit on my ass all day. Is that what you want to hear? Why do you know things about Rachel? What do you know of me? How much do you know of me? I know that your name is Haru Matsuhara, that you are a high-ranking official of the Iron Dragon Rail Line. And I know that you are no longer a high-ranking official of the Iron Dragon Rail Line. And I also know that you are somehow emotionally invested in the death of a man, a little bit across the country now, who you seem to think has done you some sort of wrong. He's done me and my country a great deal of wrong. Really? Well, it's, to be frank with you, touching in my heart that you are so concerned for your country. I, really, that speaks to me on an emotional level, and I, I'm not lying when I say that. I too care for my country, and as a part of that care, I know things that other people in my country don't necessarily need to know. And I do things that other people in my country don't necessarily need to know. And I'm offering help. If you refuse my help, that's fair, I understand. But just remember that I offered it. 
Harumut or something in Japanese akin to fucking ninjas. That's what he sounds like, he's a fucking ninja. Mr. Winan, if you know anything, then what are the Lumerians doing in Shasta and where is my daddy? The Lumerians are a figment of your imagination. We've looked into them, they don't exist. Look at this town! Their technology is all around! Uh, yes. Well, no. Oh, this is far why all these advancements come from Lumerians. Everyone knows this. These advancements, as you call them, come from a mysterious substance known as Ghost Rock. In addition, Which the Lumerians gave to us! In addition, with millions of man-hours of development time, engineering work, and research. I, I do the, the crazy symbol <laughs> with my hand and look at my friends. This guy's out of his gourd. You seem to uh, know a great deal more about us than we do of you. How about a straight answer for once? How about you ask me some actual questions instead of constantly getting intimidated and defensive? I've given you multiple chances to ask, and you have just continued to deflect. Are, are you interested, or are you only interested what in blustering? What role do you play for this country? What do you do for your job? What money... Ugh. Haru just gets more and more frustrated. <laughs> oh, tease on. Ask him what his interest in all this is. You... Wynan can tell Haru kind of looks over his shoulder like he's giving attention to somebody that isn't there and then turns back to you what is your interest in us what is your interest in all of this well here's what I find interesting that you take a train across the country um, to a very specific location on a very specific time of year when a very specific ambassador from the Ottoman Empire happens to be riding the same train. There's a certain amount of uh, coincidence I can accept as a natural course of things, but you seem to have uh, stuck your noses in the middle of something that you don't understand. Or perhaps you do and you're only playing me. I'm not quite sure yet. Rachel starts laughing. She's just cracking up at this. Like, I can't believe this guy fucking thinks we're here to like assassinate the Ottoman ambassador. Like, we're literally just here because Daisy got assigned. She, it's yeah. that hysterical, like, was even my life? Laughter is just bubbling out we of her. We are here looking for my father. Your father. Who's gone missing, and this is where we we heard he last might be. Working for this ambassador happenstance. Being on this train was told to us as a job. What do you know about Trevor Gilmore? Nothing. I don't really know much about you either. Um, references to Daisy from Oregon, they're slim. I know almost nothing of you, and that's the truth, whether you believe it or not. Well, that's kind of all right. I'm okay with that. I'm not really <laughs> insulted by that. Should I know of you? Are you someone big and important? Well, now I'm an ambassador for the Iron Dragon Railroad. Oh. Well, that's something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I got fancy clothes for it. So, do you have any other questions? Um, are you willing to accept my help? Or do I need to take uh, certain other options available to me? 
she kind of wipes away tears of laughter. <laughs> just, I, I don't want you at my back, Mr. Wine, and I don't you trust you. sound like a group we have back in my homeland. They are demons of the night, stealing secrets. You know more about us than you are willing to offer yourself. Can, can I offer a bit of sage advice here? The, da- the known dagger at your back is better than the arrow in the night. I was going to say, at this you point, right. Rachel says, but you know that old saying, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Sure. Seeing as you know more about us than we do about you, I say, sure. Bring you, bring you along. That way we can at least keep an eye on you. An excellent, wise idea. I agree. I'd love to come along and help you all out. And I really think that uh, my particular set of skills will be most useful to you. Um, so please, uh, let me know if I can help you out uh, anytime. Consider me one of the boys, or, or the girls, if you prefer. Yeah, we're mostly a female group right now. <laughs> Haru kind of pull, reaches into his duster and, and kind of pulls out the, the hand puppet of Macario. And kind of clutches it tightly and then puts it back in his pocket. I'm not happy. <laughs> to be fair, when are you? I make jokes now. You're, you're working on it. Where are you staying? Around. Can you give a straight <laughs> freaking answer? <laughs> uh, I, you're right. I am being perhaps a, even a little too evasive for me. <laughs> Uh, I have some friends in town, um, friends who I can depend upon, uh, as you seem to depend on each other. And, you know, I have to take certain steps to protect myself. I hope you know they're nothing personal, but I don't know if I can trust you either. I, I know enough about you that I think, I think at least you are people of honor, but I know little else. I know details, but not the true stitching of your souls. You dare doubt my honor? I will prove it to you. Good. I'm going to pour you some tea. I suggest you try it. It's actually rather good. Okay. And he takes a sip. Vanilla. So I think we'll fast forward. You accept Wynon's assistance and you go to meet with Malcolm Locke. All right, somewhere in here, I want to find one of the uh, Turkish guys, Ottomans. Okay. I think you can easily find Captain Kazim. All right. Like so. uh, Who's looking probably about as out of place as the rest of you. Uh, One thing I know about you Ottomans is y'all make some good coffee. Yes, it is our pride and joy. Do, do, you, do you got any? He quickly looks back and forth with his one eye. Do fish drink water? I don't know if they actually do, but I'll, I'll like hold up a gold eagle. <laughs> no, you are helping the ambassador. I will make sure you have coffee. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so we're going to fast forward, because this is where I want to end the session at. You, you show back up at the saloon, you see Malcolm sitting there. He's playing with his, his coin that he always has. He's not quite as dexterous with it because he is missing 
his index finger, and it look, he looks like he's trying to practice rolling it across his knuckles with only three fingers. Um, and then he's also, you know, reaching forward to take a shot, and, you know, there's clearly like that, that reach, okay, I gotta think about it, and then take a sip, and he puts it down, glowers at his shot glass, and then glowers at the coins he drops to the ground, and quickly grabs back at it. And then he sees you, you all walking in, and puts his, puts his coin in his pocket and stands up. Well, hello again, and... Well, this person's new. Where's Macario? Pleasure to meet you. He'll take your hand. It's a little awkward because he said I'm missing a digit. Cario is no longer with us. Malcolm actually looks a little crushed by that. <laughs> Seriously? But you still remain. For the most part, he looks down his his main tans. I would have told you guys that he has a $20,000 job for us. Oh. Like, we would have discussed that he had a a job. I I, I think you were so drunk that that detail got left out, and so now you're just mentioning, like, oh, yeah, by the way. (laughs) By the way, don't kill Malcolm. That's not why we're here. Small issue. Haru's feelings and loyalty to the group and you specifically, you'd be like, I don't care if he's the, became the president of the United States. If you want to kill Malcolm, have Adam. I ain't gonna stop you. Hey, 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 hey. He didn't do anything bad enough that, you know, $20,000 won't forgive. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're... I, I won't I, hurt you. You better spell out what this job is like. It's a rescue mission, like you did... When I tried to collect the bounty on Rachel here, which I very, very me. deeply regret. Thank you very much. Uh, perhaps, Malcolm, you mind getting to your point? Who are you again? Uh, why not? Okay. Is he with you all? Kind of. I was kind of expecting Macario. Well, you got me and my friends. Mr. Wynon. Well, I have to do. Gentleman by the name of Frank Butler, don't suppose you've heard of him, uh, has been abducted. Kidnapped while he was at the outhouse and being held for a ransom of $20,000. My employer has decided that she would much prefer to pay that $20,000 to a couple of gun hands to rescue her husband. Seeing as I... I just ain't the gunslinger I used to be. I need some help. I'm willing to split the $20,000 with all y'all. How's it sound? Seeing as how I... I've seen you in combat. I've seen you against things worse than common thugs and bandits, so I know. Well, I know the three of you got what it takes. I'll do my part, but I am curious, Malcolm. What do you plan to do in all of this? I'll play my part. I may be maimed, but I ain't useless. I want one thing from you first. Oh, you can't have my trigger fingers. They're already gone. I want you to look Apologize. Deeply and sincerely. That ain't no problem. 
He looks over you, and his expression, like all the cockiness that you're accustomed to seeing with Malcolm Locke, drains away. He's dead serious. Deputy, I apologize. I did not know the caliber of man I was working for. Did not understand. Should never have taken the job in the first place. I promise you, you ever want to go up against him, count on me. Aw, oh, shit, Malcolm. I guess I can't blame you for working for him. Hell, I married him. <laughs> and she'll hold out a hand. Apology accepted. Yeah, shake your hand. Again. Slightly awkward. I will help as well, but I have my eye on you. Uh-huh. So, uh, look. My employer wants to meet you all. Before we, uh head out on this job. She wants to make sure that uh, you all measure up. I'm vouching for you, but she wants to see with your, her own eyes. So, uh, let's go. He grabs a shot of whiskey from the table. Doesn't matter if he orders it or not. <laughs> knocks it back. <laughs> so, you head to the edge of Junkyard. And you see laid out before you what looks like a circus. Is it the... Zimmerhoff? The no. one circus from the yeah, very... Yeah, the circus we worked no. for back in the day. Very beginning. Buffalo Bill's Wild Circus. Wasn't that it? Weren't we a part of that? No. Yeah, no, we were. No, 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 we were... We, we, no, in our backstory... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, that's how, that's how Daisy yeah. and Rachel met. Was we were running around with Buffalo Bill before we settled in North Valley. Prior to, you know. A big smile crosses Rachel's face as she sees the circus and goes, well, I'll be damned. Oh? I, I wonder if Johnny's still working. Huh. He surely must be, right? I mean, Johnny wouldn't leave. Oh, he was circus was his life. Yeah. Malcolm's giving you both looks like, hold on a second, my thunder's being stolen. <laughs> Uh, but he leads you towards uh, a, a tent, or a wagon, really. And this is my employer is right inside. And you step inside, and it's a little dark in there. It takes a moment for your eyes to adjust, and you see a young woman sitting there. There's a very ornate Winchester. It's up, by the, uh, up on a, a, like a display or whatever. And uh, your eyes adjust, and the, the young lady says... Well, I'll be. Rachel, is that you? Annie, she'll say. And now Malcolm's thunder has been completely stolen. He gives you this flabbergasted, like, what? <laughs> Look. As you uh, you rush forward and you yeah. give Annie Oakley a big old hug. Yeah. That's where we'll call the session. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Music is provided by the Eaglestone Collective. Sound effects are by Plate Battle Games and Battle Bards. Aircraft effects were provided by soundjade.com. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you'll join us again 
have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and I'll catch you next time.